started a series. It's going to be a short series. Started it last week and uh, speak on it today and then next week. And it's called I Love My Church. And we're talking about why, why so many people love their church, why they love Church on the Move. And uh, I, I just want to start off in, uh, with the scripture, first of all. And I'm going to take you to Psalm 122, verse 1. And it says, I rejoiced with those who said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Uh, going to church ought to be a joyful thing. Uh, there's a number of different reasons why it ought to be joyful. One, the Bible says in the presence of the Lord is the fullness of joy. It ought to be a joyous thing when we come into, uh, into God's presence. It shouldn't be something that we are uh, sad at, but glad at. Amen? And another translation says, I was glad when they said. And so we ought to be glad about it. Uh, as a church, I, I think one of the things that really... Uh, I, I'm glad that we're, I'm a part of uh, Church on Move about, it, uh, I, why I'm glad about it, is because of our vision. Our vision is to, to grow a life-giving church. We work hard at being life-giving in everything that we do, but also because we're reaching the lost and discipling the found and equipping the next generation. And you'll hear a little bit more about that today. But also in your notes, if you're following along with your notes, I put in there uh, it's, uh, that Church on Move isn't just about a building. It's a community of life-giving people making a difference together. And we're doing that together. We do that every week, not only during our church services, but through our small groups. And it's a place where God changes lives and people take next steps. And we'll talk about that today. And, and that's why we love our church. It's more than a weekly service, but it's a life-giving church family. And I really, really uh, work hard as a, as a pastor in leading uh, this house at trying to create a, an environment and a culture of family uh, because God created us to be family. He did. Uh, he, he, from the very beginning, that's what he, he had in, in mind when he created uh, us, we, us, humans. He, he did that so that he would have a family. And so I, I want us to understand how important that is. Uh, last week I said, uh, I spoke on uh, uh, why I love our church. It's because it's not about us. And I talked about it not being about us and what that looked like. And, and I said, it's because we dare to care. And I took the, talked about the Good Samaritan and how he dared to care when, uh, when the religious people didn't. The, uh, the Good Samaritan dared to care. And then he dared the bear. He bore the, bear, uh, the, the burden of, of the, the man that was on the side of the road half dead. And then he dared to share. He was willing to give of his time and his resources to help him come back to, to health. And that's what we, I believe, do as a church is we're, we're willing to give of our time and our resources to help others come to know God and be healthy in, in relationships in every way in life. And, and so we're going to, you know, as I concluded that message last week, I said, why do you love Church on the Move? And, and a number of you responded and you wrote on a communication card. And I'm going to read some of those things before I get into today's message. Here's some of your responses that I want to give and share with you. It's because I feel like like home. It feels like home. Church on Move feels like home. When I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. It feels like home. Uh, it's because I, it's because I, or it, uh, here's another one, because I love 
that you care because you care. Because everyone makes me feel welcome and accepted. Because we have a life-giving and loving people. Uh, because we, uh, because everyone is welcoming, friendly, loving, and caring. It's, it's, you hear that over and over and over. Uh, because we're a loving family with personal, uh, with personal interest in the lives of everyone that come through the doors. Because it's welcoming to everyone. Because it's, a, it's the family I haven't had before. Isn't that awesome? Some, some people, you, you that were brought up in, in a family and you had family and, and uh, you experienced that. For you, you might not be able to identify with that. But there's others that didn't grow up as privileged as, as many of us. And, and so this is the family that they know. Isn't that awesome? And, and then also, because the people are genuine, God is clearly working in the house. The vision is clear and attainable because of its heart for people, because I feel God's presence, because I have a, I have a new family and I'm blessed and honored to be a part, because of a sense of family, because I love relationships. Here's one I just really, really love. Because of the things that it has taught my children, mainly the faith that they have in prayer, that God heals them when they're sick. Not many children I know stop as soon as they're sick and pray. Isn't that awesome? And then here's, a, here's another one, and then I'll, I'll get into today's message. Because it believes in the power of God to improve our lives. We believe that. At church, there's many reasons why we come. Many reasons why we love our church. And, and the list goes on and on and on and on. But today what I want to do with, uh, and share is uh, why another reason I believe that so many love our church and why I love our church is because we're real. We're real. You know, we're, we're real. And I want to talk about how, how we're real and the difference that it makes in people's lives and how, you know, people especially that that are unchurched, that uh, have never experienced maybe church, or maybe have experienced church, and, and the church that they experienced was very negative. How when they can come into this place, Bobby said it earlier, you're in a safe place. And they can come into our church and feel safe because it's real. Because we're not trying to put up some front. We, uh, we work hard in not doing that. To just be real. That we're just like you. That we're going through some of the difficulties that you go through. And have some of the same storms that you have. And, and, and having to address some of the same issues that you're having to address. And some of the same struggles that you struggle with. That we're just real. We're real people. And, and uh, I love Romans chapter 12 verse 2 that I believe uh, outlines what I want to share with you today. And Romans 12 verse 2 says, And do not be conformed to this world but be transformed. Notice here it says be transformed. In other words, we've not arrived. That nobody has arrived. There's no one perfect in this house. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove. There's a process taking place in every one of us. We haven't gotten there. We haven't arrived. We're not perfect. That you may prove what is the good and acceptable in the perfect will of God. So what I want to do is I, I want to share some thoughts with you. I love my church because it's real. Number one, first of all, we know that we all have issues. 
That's why I love our church. Because we, we just know. Every one of us know that we have issues. And, and I don't, I don't want to put up a false front. Listen, if you have problems with me having issues, then you're in the wrong church. Because I have issues. You have issues. We all have issues. And if you have a problem with that, this church is not for you. Because we have issues. Can I tell you, I don't know if I said it, but we all have issues. And I love that. Because I'm telling you, too many times you get around some people, it's like they have no issues. And, and it's like there's no room for you in their life. And that's okay. That's okay. That's their issue. They just don't know it. But they do have issues. Okay? But Paul the Apostle, probably one of the greatest men of God that's ever walked this earth outside of the Lord Jesus Christ himself and, and how God used him, he called himself the chief of sinners. And then he also said this in Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13. It says, I do not mean that I am already as God wants me to be. I have not yet reached that goal, but I am continuing or I continue trying to reach it and make it mine. Christ wants me to do that, which is the reason that he made me his. Brothers and sisters, I know that I have not yet reached that goal, but there is one thing that I always do, forgetting the past and straining toward what is ahead. You know, I think too many people live in fantasy land in regards to uh, their, their marriages and relationships and and that type of thing. One of the things that I do uh, when I'm counseling uh, marriages is I, I always, one of the things I'd like to do anyways, I, I can't say I always do, but uh, many times I'll just let them know that one of the reasons why you're having problems is you're, you have this fantasy that marriage is going to be perfect. And that you're going to reach this place where you just don't have any issues anymore. And that's just not going to be the case. Every marriage has issues. Every marriage has issues. And, and, and some marriages have more issues than others, but every marriage has issues. We all have issues. We have issues. And, and, and so I'll counsel them and I'll say, you know, the thing that's going to help you is that you got you to realize that this is something that you got to work on and work with all the time. If you're unwilling to work with each other to resolve any issue that you face in life, then life for you is going to be miserable. Or if you think that you're going to get to a point in life that you don't have any more issues, then you're always going to be disappointed because you're never going to reach that point here on this earth. You're going to have some problems. You and I are going to have issues. And as a church, can I tell you, there's people that come to our church and have come in the past, and they see issues, and, and, and it discourages them. And some of them even bail because they don't want to deal with the issues. Well, go to another church, and as soon as you find that perfect church, let me know. I'll let you know, and we'll all go join them. And we'll bring our issues with us. And no longer will they be perfect. Isn't that right? 
And here's why I'm saying this, folks. I love our church because anybody can come here. Because everybody has issues. One of the things that hinders people from coming to church is because they feel like they have to have their stuff together. Let me tell you, church ought to be a place where you are helped to get your stuff together. Not that you have to be perfect to get here, but if you'll get here, we'll, we'll perfect, be perfected together as we grow in life. Amen? And so I, I love our church for that, uh, that, that reason. And, and so that's the first thing, is that we know that we all have issues. Secondly, we know that we all have potential. We have potential. And, and here's what I mean by that, is that we don't see people with issues, we see people with potential. I know you have issues. I know that every one of us have issues, but I, I, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking beyond the issues and I'm looking for the potential. Because I already know that you have issues. I have issues. We all have issues. I know that. I don't care who you are. I don't care how well you look, how well you're dressed, how, how, you, how well you carry yourself. I realize that you just don't have it all together. I know that. And, I, and I'm not looking at those areas, or I try not to look at those areas, but I try to look beyond that, and I look for potential. What's your potential? What does God want to bring out and, and develop in, in your life? See, you know, gold, gold, in order to find gold, you've got to move some dirt. And I'm here to tell you that in every one of us, in everyone that comes through our doors, everybody that attends our church, everybody that's a member, those that are in, in, in serving in ministry, those that are in leadership, have potential along with their issues. And I, I choose, I purpose to choose to look beyond, beyond the issues and look for the, the potential, look for the goal. Because I know that, I know that there's, it's there. It may be in raw form, but it's there. You know, uh, I, I've said this before. If you've been around before, that in our, in you know, there's things that we enjoy like light and air conditioning and heating and the chairs that we're sitting in, the carpet, the you know, just the shelter that we enjoy. It just got through with this horrible rain that we just had, flooding, and lots of people, you know, experienced that. Thank God we have shelter, right? And the cars, you know, many of us, if not all of us, some got here through some form of transportation, and we drove here, and thank God for cars. And I'm going to tell you, when God created the heavens and the earth, He created all of that. It was all here on, in this earth. But it was just in raw form. It had to be discovered and then developed and then, and then we're able to benefit from it. And I'm here to tell you that in every one of us, there is potential. There's potential for greatness. It just has to be discovered and developed. And the more issues you tend to move aside, the more that you get to see. The more dirt you move aside, the more that you get to see that potential. And so part of my responsibility as a pastor is to lead us 
in a way, of, in a place of growth so that we can deal with our issues. One of the reasons why we have small groups is to help us do that, to get in there relationally so that relationally we can work some things out in our life and they'll be able to see the gold, to see the potential, to see the, the greatness in each other's lives. And so we have potential. We got, we, got to, we got to work beyond it. And we do that relationally. We do it with our relationship with God and our relationship with one another. Amen? And we got, we've got to get in there and, and do that. And let me tell you something. Uh, as, as we're developing, you know, I was thinking back, I was thinking back at my own life in, in my own marriage, you know, I could have trashed my marriage early on because we, we just had a lot of dirt. We carried in. We had both been married before, for you that don't know. Uh, uh, we've both been divorced. It wasn't our choosing, but, uh, uh, but nonetheless, we, we brought in a lot of baggage. And as a result, in, in the early days of our marriage, it was very difficult. It was a struggle. And we could have, we could have thrown in the towel because of all the problems, but you know what we saw? We saw potential. And we continue to develop and love and work and work in our relationship. Now we have one of the best marriages that I know of. Do we still have issues? We still have issues. Do we still butt heads? Oh, yeah. With the best of them. But I'm still, I, does that mean that we have a bad marriage? Absolutely not. We have one of the greatest marriages on the face of this earth. Not because we're without issue. It's because we're, we're, we're maximizing and, and focusing in on the potential that we have and developing in it, it. And I'm here to tell you, it can, start, it can start from a very young age. Children, they come with issues. Don't they? Who teaches children to lie? Who teaches them to throw fits and do all? Yeah, who teaches them to be selfish? You know, that sin, that sin nature, that sin, you know, it's, it's just, it just it brings in a lot of baggage. But there's a lot of potential. And we got to look beyond the, the issues and look at the potential and start developing. I was thinking about our, our preschool and our nursery. My grandkids, they've been influenced heavily uh, by our preschool ministry and our and our nursery ministry and and my grandson, I tell you, he can he can after preschool. Grandson, what what do you, what did you learn today? And like uh, the most recent one, he was telling us about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And here he is telling us the story and how uh, how you know they didn't want to bow down to the the golden image and and worship that and they wanted to obey God and and and, and as a result they were thrown into the fiery furnace and he's articulating it like this and he said they were thrown into the fiery furnace and God was in there and God helped them and he says just the way that God helped them God will help us. This is my grandson telling me this at five years old. Learned that in preschool and articulating it just like that. Great potential. Great potential. My, my granddaughter, my, my wife was talking to her about her, my, my wife's mom and uh, was telling her that she passed and that she died and that she was sick and, 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 uh, and, and her body gave out, and then she went on to be uh, gone to heaven. 
And my granddaughter got this look on her face and says, Nana, let's pray for her. Let's pray for her. Wanted her to be healed. And so, let's pray for her. Okay. And so my granddaughter's, I don't know what she said, but, and she mumbled out some prayer. But you know what? They got potential. Every one of us have potential. Psalm 7121 says this. It says, you shall increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. Every one of us have greatness. It doesn't matter what age, whether it's young or old. All of us, all of us have greatness. Notice here, he will increase our greatness. Before he can increase greatness, greatness has to be in us. And there's greatness in every one of us. Uh, one of the churches that I listen to and that influences us pretty heavily is uh, Gateway Church in uh, South Lake, Texas, and it's pastored by Pastor Robert Morris, and they showed a video clip of a, a young boy, I don't know how old he is, about seven years old, six or seven years old, and I'm going I'm to let you see how God has used him. And one of the things that they said about him is that the same Holy Spirit that lives in us adults lives in, in children, too, that invite Christ into their life. And what's so cool about this is that there's no junior Holy Spirit. It's the same Holy Spirit. Amen? And so let's watch this clip, and uh, I think it'll just inspire you about us having potential at any age. I got filled with the Holy Spirit when I was six, and it helped me do lots of things. I was in the healing rooms because I wanted to pray for people. I was waiting for someone to pray for, and this lady walked in. And uh, we prayed for her. Then my sister was giving her a picture. And so that's when the Holy Spirit gave me a story from the Bible. I wasn't nervous at all because I know once the Holy Spirit is uh, talking to me. What the Holy Spirit showed me was my favorite Bible story. It was once, uh, it was a story of Peter once. It was a stormy day and Pete, and Peter saw Jesus walking on the water and he got off the boat and started walking on water. Uh, Jesus said, don't focus on your surroundings, focus on me. And he took his focus off Jesus and he sank and God reached up and he pulled him up out of the water. So that's what I felt like the lady was going through. She took her focus off Jesus and she needed to realize that she, that he was right there ready to pull her out of the water. After I got done with um, telling her what the uh, Holy Spirit had said, she said that was exactly what she was going through. The Holy Spirit is my friend and he gives me gifts and one of the gifts is that he speaks to me. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Hey, we all have potential, amen? No matter what age. No matter what age. And so I, I just want to, I just wanted, I love our church because we believe in the potential of people from the youngest to the oldest. Doesn't matter where, what walk of life where you've been and where you've come from. Doesn't matter how many issues you have in your life. I, I love our church that we, we, we believe that uh, there's gold in there. Somewhere behind that dirt, there's some gold. Third thing that I just want to share with you in closing is that 
uh, I, I, another reason why I believe that we're real and love our church is because, uh, because we, we know that we all have steps, that we haven't arrived, that we're all at different places in our journey spiritually and that we're all taking steps and we're not going to criticize and don't want to criticize somebody because they may not be where I'm at. We're all, we're all walking this out. We're all taking steps. Some take longer. Some take shorter to get uh, maybe uh, to a, a particular area. And one of the things I've noticed about some people, and in, in, in when I think about, I've been talking about relationships, and when I think about relationships, I know, I know some people that are extremely, 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 extremely generous in some areas. But in, the, in other areas, they're extremely selfish. And I think that identifies me and my wife and Bobby, Vicky, uh, or anybody else in, in the room, is that there's areas that we've, we're, we've got a good handle on it, but there's other areas that we just need to grow in. And, 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 and we're all taking steps. And so I want to share some scripture with you real quick. First of all, uh, Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, it says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. And so we're all on the path that he's directing. Uh, Psalm 37, 23, 24 says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. That word ordered means prepared, made ready. The steps of, the, of a good man are, are made ready or prepared by the Lord. God's prepared steps for us to take. And we should, we should, and, and they're being ready. They're be, being prepared for us. They're already prepared for us to take. And it goes on to say, and he delights in his way. The word way means paths there. He delights in the paths that he's ordered for us. And though he fall, in other words, we're going to fall short from time to time. We're going to miss the mark. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to have some issues. It says, though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. We know that we all haven't arrived. None of us have arrived. We know that we're evolving, that we're all taking steps, that we're a work work in progress, and people at different places. Over and over, people say one of the reasons why they love our church is because we're real. And that we're taking places. I asked Dan and Debbie to come up, up here. Uh, we're, we're here to help and uh, help you take steps. And there are small group uh, directors. And, and, uh, just, and, and, and honestly, they're not even prepared for this. I told them I might call them up. <laughs> they're not. They're taking steps. Look, look, they're just taking steps. They're just taking steps. And, and I, just, I just told them... You know, I said one of the, one of the things about Dan and Debbie is that I've watched them evolve. I've watched them take steps over the years, and and uh, some of the steps that they have taken have been really good. Some of the steps that they've taken have been really bad. Because my wife pushed me. <laughs> and honestly, honestly, it's because of both of them. <laughs> and and they have no clue what they're going to say, but. Uh, uh, you know, I just felt it, it, this morning as I was thinking about it, I thought, or yesterday actually, I was thinking about you guys and I was thinking, you know, you guys, uh, are, are they oversee our small groups. 
One of the responsibilities of our small groups is to help people take that next step. Whatever that next step is. And, uh, and, and Dan and Debbie, have you guys had some, uh, some doozy of, of uh, fights in your marriage before? Yes, definitely. Yes. <laughs> well, you know... We... Yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> it was all her. <laughs> I will have to say it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, when we all have issues, um, but I used to bring my issues to church, but now I let my wife drive herself. So, uh, just kidding. I was just thinking about that on the way to church this morning. Yeah, you know, Mike. No, no. That's um, why I brought him up. And you know what's funny about it is, as soon as Pastor said, you know, you have potential. There's a running joke in our class when we get guys that say, "You have potential," and we think about someone. We're like, you know, the the Geico commercial where the Pinocchio is like, "You have poten- potential," in his nose, and then Debbie did this, and I got. I was like, but you know what? That's not here. Um, and that's all I could think. It was funny, but here you do have potential. And it, we wouldn't even be, you know, where we are, not that we, you know, we need to progress, but um, without you guys and people pushing us, you know, and learning to turn our phones off when we come to church. Yeah. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> I had to turn mine off too. So. Uh, but, you know, and it's all through a connection. You know, we, you're not going to grow here or, you know, in your relationships without you know, good friends and people that you can trust. And I would have to say that um, when Pastor asked us several years ago to do really any of the things that he has asked us to do, um, you know, I always think of the part of the Bible where, I don't even know where it is, but where uh, God calls the donkey to talk. Um, I always, that's so sad. I shouldn't think of that of me and Dan, but I just think, gosh, if, if he can use a donkey, he could use me and Dan because I know, because <laughs> I just know that, you know, like, like you said, we have issues. There's a lot of dirt on these two people here, but you know, Pastor Marvin, <laughs> he saw potential in Dan and us. And so, um, I'm just grateful that, you know, he stuck it out with me and Dan (laughs) in uh, allowing us to do the things that we do. And so just thank you very much. You're welcome. And so it's it's been a series of steps and steps that you'll continue to take. And uh, I mean, you've gained ground. Obviously, you're not where you want to be and you get frustrated uh, with each other and yourself. Uh, because you think, why, why, why am I making a big deal out of this or whatever? And, and uh, typically it's relationally that y'all are, uh, you know, may have issues with. But, but the point that I'm just wanting to make to all of us is that we're, we're all taking steps. And, and, and the, one of the reasons that I do, I genuinely love our church is that we're not trying to put some face on that we've got it all together and that uh, just because you don't have it together that you're just useless to God and the things of God and even our church. Uh, if you've if you got a willing heart and if you just continue on, 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 those, on the path and, and taking the steps that God has, that he will use you. And I've seen these guys be used in many, many ways at many times in many people's lives. And... Uh, 
yes, the donkey was used. And, uh, I, I, and, but he's used you guys and I'm just grateful for you guys. And, uh, and that's all I have to say, but uh, go and ahead. We are a team. I would say before you, um, asked us to do that, you know, I had prayed and, and I just felt like God had spoke to my heart about, you know, helping you out and just being there for you for wherever you felt like God needed us to be. And I came and I told Dan that. Do you remember that? It was like five or six years ago. And um, and it wasn't maybe within the next year that you called us to step out and do things that, you know, we didn't really feel like we were qualified for. But, you know, God has a plan for each one of us. And he has us to be, you know, in his body, set in a certain spot for his glory and for his purpose. And, you know, that's to bring life to someone you know, whatever it is, whatever whatever we say, whatever we do, it's to bring glory to him and to impact other people's lives. So I don't know, I want to say that, but I just did. That's awesome. <laughs> and and, you know, and our relationship, I mean, uh, with Pastor and I, you know, we bunked heads a lot. And, man, he had to do a lot of praying for me. And, you know, and but, confronting, but yeah. look, at us, look at us now. Um, I mean, I tell people, you know, when I can tell this man that I love him and mean it, you know, that's awesome. And, um, you know. I've got, you know, friends, you know, a lot of you guys that, um, you know, build me up too, so. Yeah, praise God. And uh, talk about Debbie, when we first met her, she was so shy <laughs> that she, to do, get up and speak like this would be just impossible. Yeah. And so it's, came, it's come as a result of a series of steps. And so, guys, take steps, amen? All right, give them a big hand. I'm going to read one last scripture out of uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24 and 25 out of the voice translation. Uh, It says, let us consider how to inspire each other to greater love and to righteous deeds, not forgetting, some translations say not forsaking, uh, to gather as a community, as some have forgotten, but encouraging each other, especially as the day of his return approaches. There's two key words, inspire and encourage. I believe our, our church does that. And that's another reason why I love our church is because we inspire and we encourage people to take those next steps. And I don't know what your next, next step is. I don't know. Maybe today your next step is just completely surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. Maybe it's uh, getting involved in a growth track. Maybe you've never been water baptized and you need to be water baptized. Uh, I don't care if you've been in church all of your life if you've never been water baptized. And I don't care if you're 100 years old and you've never been water baptized and you need to be water baptized. Go ahead and get water baptized. We, uh, if, if, if anybody signs up, we plan on having one on Easter uh, uh, baptism service and so make sure that if that's you go ahead and sign up and do that okay so whatever that step is keep taking steps watch God work see how he uses you and let's, it's going to bring glory to his name amen amen, amen. and uh, bow your heads please